man, and sport. A timeless means of entertainment. Some men hit home runs. Others are curb stumped. Some win Cy Youngs. Others get dunked on. Some men become MVPs. Others have 70 saves in a game. But your stats won't matter here. Here we discuss the issues. Search the hearts of men. And judge in vivid detail. Only raw takes will do. This is sports analysis. This is sports unchained. This is Sportico. Hey guys, Sporticus is all over social media. You can find us on Rockfin. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Anchor, Twitter, and Patreon. All under Sporticus or Sporticus Live. <laughs> what? Come holler at us. <laughs> I'm recording now. I said go. That's definitely not how you start a podcast. Welcome uh, to <laughs> I think I can Sporticus. hear the I think I can hear it the... by MMA Torch. Yeah. There you go. MMA Torch. Check them out. I'm here with Side Mount Sam. Uh, I'm going to mount you from the side. Sam. Side Mount Sam. <laughs> I'm still not <laughs> used to saying that. was pretty late. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it'll, it'll come. What's, on, what's on tap for this week? Man, this was a, this was a crazy card. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Or what, whatever was left of it. Oh man! So I got to say, last week we uh, we kind of made the mistake. Uh, I want to say we, but it was more me when I said Vincente Luque won his last fight. I think he he might have, but that was besides. I thought he had already fought on one of the Fight Island cards. Well, it was this one that he was fighting on, and I'm glad to say now that he won so yeah he did win his last fight now so we can talk about him being more of a serious contender and we can talk about what that means now for his division and everything yeah um do you know I, it was crazy because i was like man we were just talking about him uh and holding him up in high regards he was one of the guys we were talking about uh who was going to be do something big in 2020 and uh i i got him i got him challenging pretty soon like i'm, I'm talking about like What's his next fight? Who do you think his next fight is? Let's just go right into that. Who's his next fight? I think it's a big fight. Oh. Uh, uh, well, uh, it, it's it's really hard to say, man. Like because he, he has he has a lot of good skills, but he's in such he lost to Stephen Thompson. You know what I mean? So when you're losing to Stephen right. Thompson, can you redeem that? Sure, but it's it's really hard to. 
make your way back up through that division if one of those guys like Stephen Thompson is still fighting effectively. You know, so when Stephen Thompson, I don't know, loses the next fight, maybe Vincente Luque can fight him on the way back I up. Think, or do you think you do you think you put a rematch with him and Vincente Luque? I like you saved a rematch. I think in UFC but in and like stuff like this, uh you save the uh, pro rest, uh, in all combat sports, I think you save the rematch because that is the one guy that's supposed to be able to take the belt away from you. You know, yeah. uh, so you you put a guy on a path to the title. If he gets the title, then you then you give him that rematch, and it's juicy. It's like, oh, he beat him the last time. So uh, I save the rematch because I think there's other guys you could give him that'll look clean. I think Burns will fall down to him. Uh, I, I'm not high on Burns at all. I think Burns will lose pretty easily, and then he'll come tumbling down yeah, we, to uh, Vicente Luque. Or I'll, I'll do this. Maybe maybe Burns will win, and, and, and uh, Usman will come tumbling down. Either one. Well, right now, the UFC has uh, Luque ranked at number 10. Well, remember last week when I said Michael Chiesa is sitting right there? He's at number 8, or Damian yeah. Maia. I mean, it's always dangerous facing Damian Maya. Uh, Dos Anjos is up there, but I think Stephen Thompson at number, you know, being at number six, being six, in- right? Yeah, and then Woodley's yeah, five. I, I, I don't, I, I, I really think, just based on his last couple performances, he's he's pretty good to go, you know, for a guy like you know Edwards or Mastival or you know somebody. As like, uh, you know, who's the number one contender, or the next number one contender or whatever you want to say. But yeah, I think I really, had to, I really had to be like, oh, well, rematch with him and Luke. I mean, I wouldn't blame him if it happened. I mean, I wouldn't blame the UFC to try to make that match. I just think there's juicier matchups with like, you know, yeah. Michael Chiesa or maybe Damian Maya because Luke has a really good ground game. So Maya and Chiesa, those guys are ground oriented. You know, I mean, Chiesa's yeah. still a little bit better. <laughs> Damian Maya's yeah. never <laughs> knocked knocked anyone out that I know of. Uh, maybe he has. I just, I could be completely wrong about that. But uh, I like, think he's only got like one or two. Like yeah, I think he like I, just recently recorded every, one. Sorry, um, once every Haley's comment. You know what I mean? But um, I I think something like that. I also don't believe in Rafael dos Anjos. Uh, he's just not. He's not a. I don't think he's a serious contender anymore. Uh, I wouldn't like to see him fight anyone unless it's like Robbie Lawler or, you know, Neil Magny or Nate Diaz or something. I'd, I'd watch a, I'd, I'd watch a uh, Nate Diaz versus Dos Anjos uh, matchup. Uh, so what do you, what do you think about like, uh, okay. So um, what do you think about him fight? Uh, what do you think about him jumping? Uh, Cause I, you know, I, I understand. I always, with me, I'm just like, I want to get it. I want to make a star. I do. And that's why I tr- I have people jump the line like they do. I, Cause I just think it's sometimes I just think it's, uh, well, you usually I think it's just what you should do. Uh, I, I, t- I think you should try to just go ahead, not force it, but I think that some guys are more ready than others. And yeah. And I think he might be cause he, cause he's, he's, um, He's coming along nicely, and you don't want him to, you know, uh, jump the line. But I mean, uh, Thompson's right there. That's the problem. If he wasn't, if he was a little higher up, 
you know, I'd say give him a Woodley or something like that. You know, I, I get it. He's sitting at 10. You know, it's like, oh, why would you have him fight number six? Well, th- that's kind of how this goes. You know, um, so I'd have him fight someone not in the top three, but uh, not yet. But he's right around the corner. Like at the end of this year, he'll be fighting, you know, uh, Masvidal or um, Burns or somebody like that. Like he actually will be fighting someone like that by the end of the year. Uh, I so think it's not I'm, far off. But who does he fight now? Honestly, right now, if you were to give him anyone and. I'm going to take a page out of your book on this one and just start naming crazy matchups that might actually happen. Um, Colby Covington would not be a bad matchup with Vincente Luque. They both have, I mean, Luque. I thought probably, about him, but isn't he too high up? Like, he no, he's pretty high. Like I said, this is this is dream matchups. I don't think he's getting right. over. I think Burns gets Usman next. Um, but like Covington. I think Covington needs to have a statement fight. So you give him an upper who's in the top 10, like Luke, who's number 10. I mean, big implications for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause if, if if Colby loses, he tumbles. And if Vicente wins, he, he skyrockets up. So that's what's, that's usually why I say those crazy matchups because I want, I want one to go up and one to go down, or I want one to definitely stay where he is and work on what he's doing, you know, but with Uh, Covington, last performance that that would even be more along the lines of what you get at because like he would tumble down because people already suspected he's not good enough to hang with usman in general you know yeah they don't, they don't even think he can be masdaball you know what i mean they don't think he can beat woodley again he they don't yeah. think he, he would also, rag dog uh, masvidal uh however but I, I think he would masvidal but would i i don't know if he would get a chance to i said would there's there, that's the operative word he would that that implies that he actually gets to him. That's not an unrealistic I, expectation either. Uh, you know, Masvidal versus Covington, they're, you know, two and four. That's not an unrealistic fight. Yeah. That's good money, too. That's good money, oh, that's too. Really good money. And you can go back. You can run those back, too. You absolutely can run those back. Yeah. So that's a good, easy moneymaker. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I would definitely go with that. Um I heard something uh, yeah. maybe uh, Tyron Woodley versus Kobe uh, Covington. I think Woodley. I think yeah, it was that would him. be so boring. That would be trash. I don't know if it would be though because because all they're gonna do is wrestle and and Tyron Woodley's not, not gonna try to knock him out. I don't Col- think just try to no. wrestle. I think Tyron Woodley would try to make uh, an impression. He'd said something about you know well of course Co- if, if I fought him you know Covington's gonna be like racist and stuff in the pre fight. Yeah. Call him Kobe, please. I'll just look, use my last name. And oh, that's crazy. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Covington would that. be racist. Like, nah, I'm not gonna be racist, bro. No, no, Don't no, worry about Colby it. Colby Covington, not Sean Covington, not El Santo Negro himself. No relation. <laughs> no relation. Could be relation. Actually, there's not a lot of us. I'm pretty sure I'm possibly related to this dude. That's funny. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of Covingtons at all. You can probably. You can put them in one little small city. Like, you can put them all in Chico. And... <laughs> you know, the, the thing about that Luque fight, though, this weekend, he, he looked really, really good for two and a half rounds. And, like, I, I don't I wouldn't want to relegate it to, like, the last half of the third round. Um, his opponent, I forgot, I forgot the guy's name. Um, off the top of my head, I'm going to have to look it up. Like a I had it. Yeah, I had it up. Uh, sorry. Um, Randy Brown. Yeah, 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 Brown. Brown actually, honestly, didn't look too bad, but I just, you know, I, I was high on Vincente Luque coming in. Like, 
I really, I, I still think Vincente Luque is the guy to watch out for in that division. He looks like the guy with the most intangibles, the things that you can correct and the things that you can do the most with. Whereas like, yeah, I feel like Covington, he's kind of figured out Burns, who I'm also kind of high on. Um, I think he's another kind of a dark horse. I think Usman is going to lose his title really soon. I don't know to who. I don't know if it's going to be his well, next. If it's not Burns, who do you think he's going to drop it to? Either Mastival or uh, I would, yeah, I would say Dark Horse, Gilbert Burns, Vincente Luque. Um, you probably you said not Gilbert Burns, but like, yeah, Mastival, Burns, Luque. I mean, realistically, I don't think Usman is good enough to beat anyone again either. And I would like to, I would like to see Stephen Thompson fight him if they haven't fought already. I don't, I don't remember if they have. I don't think they have. You said you don't think Usman's good enough to beat someone twice? I don't think Usman is good enough to beat anyone he's already fought once and beaten again. So, I mean, whether that's... I strongly be- disagree. I, I think... I don't, I, I, now, don't don't get me wrong. I see exactly what you're talking about with the way he fights. And I so badly want to say absolutely. But I think he just handles himself in a way that doesn't allow himself to get caught up like that. I mean, the way he fought Tyron Woodley is the way he's pretty much going to fight everybody. He fought Kobe Covington like that and beat him. You know, he fought, he, he did fight Masvidal a lot different. Well, not a lot differently from that, but he fought him differently. Um, it was more of a, 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 a strong defense wins championship. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, he was out on the ground, which is just the, just the weakest thing you can do if you're trying to be a good champion yeah. in days MMA. But here's the thing though. I hate when people fight like that. I but I do get it. Um I don't get it with like a guy like Tyron Woodley. Like I don't know what you're doing. Like you gotta go out there and knock him out because you got the knockout power and you should be showing people that he looked tiny. He looked I I don't know. Woodley could not he he wouldn't have a chance in hell of beating Usman a second time he would get smoked uh, he'd probably get knocked out the second time that's how badly and it's not to say that uh usman's this uh world beater it's just that i i he carries himself in a way that where he's not he's not stupid he's a really smart fighter and i think that's what gets him out of it his his fighter iq not his um not his raw talent you know what i mean i just think he's just smarter than people he's fighting and that's not to say they're dumb. I just think he just needs to be a little bit smarter than you. He outsmart you in the fight, and he'll win it. You know, it's not like it's a. If it was a street fight, you right. Yup. I don't think he. I, I don't think he'd win a street fight because the intangibles out there. But like this is since this is octagon fighting. Oh yeah, he he's got it locked. I don't see him losing it for a while. But one of us is gonna be very wrong. Well, very wrong. The thing is, is I, I see a great athlete and. The thing about George St. Pierre, which is in the same division, and they're starting to compare Usman like they did with Woodley to George St. Pierre. And I think that's so wildly unfair to George St. Pierre because there was never any question. The second George St. Pierre got his belt back from Matt Sarah, avenged that loss and went on. He just he never looked back and it wasn't close. He beat everyone and it wasn't close. Johnny Hendricks, maybe you could give that to. You know, yeah, Johnny. I was going to say that one was close. I, that, I that did not close. score for Hendricks. But it was by I, by a hair. Yeah, by I, a hair. He, I mean, GSP looked awfully messed up after that fight. But at the same time, I watched the fight. Hendricks wasn't in control at all. 
not not even a little bit. He he landed some right. good punches. If if you're in control, you're landing punches and making a difference. You know what I mean? He he landed. He had punches. the most significant strikes, but he just yeah, could yeah, not. But, he didn't control the fight with his punches though. No, he exactly. would. He was getting tagged. GSP no, was but, jabbing him to death. Now yeah. he wasn't wearing yeah. those jabs, but. Every time he would shake, that's why I hate when fighters do that. They shake it off and go, oh, that didn't hurt. It's like all you're doing is acknowledging to the uh, judges that you definitely got hit wherever you're shaking it off. Because what are you shaking it off? Are you crazy? Because I saw you get hit. You, I mean, don't don't acknowledge that you got hit. I like when they high five or whatever after like a really cool move hits that doesn't knock them out. They're like, oh, damn. Hey, that was a nice hit. Yeah, dude. like stop <laughs> doing that. Like that, you're literally giving that guy the point. Like, hey, man. You uppercut the hell out of me, like okay, I did. You're right. It's and I'm gonna win this round because of that. Like, how significant was that strike that you high fived me afterwards? <laughs> you know. So you know, I've been sparring before, and I've gotten kicked with like spinning back kicks to the chest. I, I've been hit with you know really cool punches out of nowhere. Like it's it's one of those things where like you know when you're not knocked out on the spot, like you're like, dang, that was a good hit. Like. I'm glad you didn't put more behind that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to go into, um, we just, that's kind of in limbo. That's just kind of in limbo. Uh, we could always come back to that and we're going to be coming back to that quite often, but I want to go into, uh, Joanne Calderwood and Jennifer Maya. You called it. You said she was, she was a bump. You said she was done. Like she was just kind of there. Like, you know, not, not trying to be like disrespectful of her, but like you just said, like, this is an automatic loss, you know? And I, I wasn't so sure about it, but I was I was on your side. I was kind of not pulling for her at all, actually, but I was hoping it would be more competitive, but uh, it wasn't. It's was pretty easy, and I, it kind of made me mad, you know? Like, when you, when you get into this big a spotlight and you lose that quickly, you got to be asking yourself, did you really deserve where you were? Did you really know what you were doing, or were people gassing you up? Was it a set of circumstances that got you here, or was it your actual skill? Are you talking about Joanne Calderwood? Yeah, Calderwood. Yeah, that was a that was a wildly disappointing fight because I'd never watched uh, JoJo Calderwood coming up to that. I, I you know watched highlights and stuff, but it just doesn't do the same sort of justice. And you were so high on her, you were you were hoping so much for it. It sounded like I didn't think she was complete. Go- I I didn't think that was going to. She happen. got her ass kicked, and you were so wrong. I'm just joking, but uh, you know, <laughs> like, I remember I remember you saying a lot of good things about her, and it's it it sucks because when I was watching the fight, like I, I actually watched that in the parking lot as a uh, I was coming back from a you know town. I was coming back into town fishing, and I just got reception, so I put on ESPN and I got into a parking lot. I was gonna get a few things, and I was like, well, I'll watch this JoJo Calderwood fight, and you know see where it goes, and it just it wasn't wasn't a good look for her. And uh, I don't I don't think she's going to be able to recover from that long term, honestly. No, nah, she's done. I mean, a loss like that's pretty devastating. And then the person that just beat you is going on to fight the champ. And that's what we really here to talk about. Right. Uh, you know, Valentina says, see you soon. Man, is it too soon? Because <laughs> like, I, I say I say yes. But like she wants to fight somebody and she wants to fight who's ever closest. You know, whoever she thinks going to give her a good fight. So it's it's not just what we see, it's what she wants as well. You know, uh, Valentina wants competition. She's, you know, her her and Amanda Nunes can't fight anybody because they're too good. So 
right. even if Jennifer Maya isn't as good as she needs to be, and man, I don't think that she is. Let's just be for real. Uh, I don't think she's as good as she needs to be. Meaning, you know, even pulling around from Valentina, you know, let's just man, let's just talk about that. Not winning, but pulling around from her. Can you pull two rounds from Valentina? Can you do that? You know, man. I mean, three. Like God, that's that's such a tall order, man. She's so good. She's so good, Valentina Shevchenko. She's so I good. think on the ground she might have. I mean, you know, because it, it's a fight. Anyone's ever been able to take her there to see how completely dominant she is on the ground, too. Like, she doesn't really lose a lot of grappling competitions, man. She goes to grappling competitions. She dominates girls. Like, yeah. Even you know, Holly Holm, who's very, who's extremely strong. Yeah. Uh, she, she even dominated Holly Holm. The only way, Holly Holm's strength is the only thing that kept her from uh, just getting tapped out pretty much okay. instantly. And her heart, yeah, like Holly Holm, yeah. But, I mean, Valentina Shevchenko, she's special. The only thing going against her is that she's like, what, 5'3", five, 5'4"? Five, yeah. I mean, Amanda Nunes is at least 5'7 or 5'8 or something. Like, she at least has a little bit of size to her. You know? Kind of. I mean, she still looks tiny to me. She always looks tiny. And she doesn't look like she has she looks giant big she's comparatively. Not, yeah. She looks big comparatively to Shevchenko. She she hits like Francis Nagano and 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 looks like Valentina. Like it was so it's weird, you know, like she hits like Nagano. Like Francis Nagano. People and they die. Whereas like Amanda you know, she knocks people out, but at the same time, it might take her a while and she couldn't knock Durandame out. And that's not a knock on Durandame. She has a good chin and she's right. obviously you know, due due diligence for her record and everything, you know, and her, you know, upbringing Muay Thai and kickboxing and whatever. Like, and that's not a knock on her, but at the same time, like, and Ganu, his power knows no bounds. Like, he knocks everyone out, except for Stipe Miocic, apparently. But, yeah. I mean, that, Stipe still doesn't want that that rematch. You know nah, he doesn't. Yeah, nah. I wouldn't want it either. I mean, like you said, like you were saying, um, there's nothing to gain from any, uh, you know, Stipe or uh, uh, Cormier for fighting them. Like, there's nothing <laughs> at all. I mean, it, it just it, it's just it's not because it could be a loss. And like, I hate to take the boss, boxing approach to it because in boxing they do that too. It's like, oh man, you don't need to fight that guy yet. It's like actually you do because that's the guy up. That's the next guy up. Like you know, um, Floyd not fighting uh, Manny Pacquiao for forever, and then finally doing it when it's like ah, we don't care anymore. Uh, well, we don't care as much. So yeah, um, but that. Back to Valentina and Jennifer Maya. I mean, uh, that fight's happening, but I think the only chance Jennifer Maya probably really going to have is on the ground because I, I feel like I know you could get a lucky strike in there, but eh, nope, that's probably not going to happen, right? Like yeah. you, 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 you better hope it doesn't happen to you because we, we saw what, what Valentina is capable, capable of. She can knock you out too, you know, well, like. She straight up can like head kick you and knock you out. We've seen it. So your best bet is on the ground because I think you could be, you know, beat her in an exchange, possibly. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be hard, man. It's gonna be difficult. If you can't get her to the ground, you're just gonna get killed. So well, and that that's that's the thing, man. It's like we've we don't know what you know, that would be like because nobody's ever been able to take her down or at least not hold her down. 
And I think Shakugan got her down like once or twice, but other than that, like she popped right back up and it was just like, I mean, what are you going to do? It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like hopeless feeling when she just gets up that easily and controls the fight otherwise. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I can't see Jennifer Maya going in there and, and doing anything against Valentina Shevchenko. And I also want to note too, that I, uh, I still haven't heard from Valentina Shevchenko about going out to ice cream. So <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm giving up hope. I'm just going to say that my heart is a little bit broken and the, the offer's still on the table, but like, yeah, I just, I, I want to start my life with her and I don't think she's receptive to that. So, um, yeah, I think uh, she was out <laughs> on the beach or something like that, man, you know, uh, no, she, I don't yeah, know, like, man. Like yeah, she was on vacation or something. So she probably didn't get your email or however, whatever non creepy way you like, use like I a know fax machine. I know a pretty good ice cream parlor. Like it's it's like local and really. Oh, the good. one in Chico. Well, she yeah, she might she, like Chico. It's a lot of like lot of things to do. It's like nationally recognized. It's it's like the best ice cream parlor in like the nation. Uh, or at least I, I mean, since COVID, I don't know if they they still count those <laughs> anymore. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what we can do about that uh, over at the torch. Right, maybe. We'll see. I, I was gonna say maybe I'll talk to the editor, but like, uh, no. <laughs> Love an ice cream day with Valentina Shevchenko. So, well, you know who who you're not. Well, you you might be able to get uh, to have ice cream with this person, but uh, your boy Shabazz. Oh, Shabazzian. Well, right now, yeah, because nobody cares about him anymore. But um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. no, I was uh, I, he needs I, ice cream for his face. It, it's, it's disappointing because the two guys that I was really high on, Corey Sandhagen and Edmund Shabazian, um, they both lost. And it's like, I mean, they're both young kids. They're both, you know, still bright prospects. But, like, a loss right here, man, damn, that really derails the star power, you know. Like, yeah. I feel like they still can be contenders. I still feel like they can be great. But I don't think it will have the same effect as it would have if they just hadn't lost and gone on the same trajectory, you know? So like, well, yeah, I, I, I mean, look at John Jones. He's pretty much the only guy to do that. Even no Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor did that. He wrote his, he wrote his wins in star power for sure. He, his, his lot, his like first loss, like in how long was against Nate Diaz. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean like John Jones is a guy that, that didn't lose. So he never really had to worry about that, you know, but to be right. honest, it could have happened to him. Have he had had he lost to Shogun, it would have absolutely happened to him. It would it would have started with him and, but you know I don't know where we would be in the division if he hadn't beaten Shogun. You know, uh, clearly he would have, you know, um, you know, shored up the holes in his game and stuff like that. But well, uh, but he didn't only beat Shogun. He beat everyone else. No, no, right, true, true. Getting up to Shogun and after Shogun. Uh, no, I, w- I was just saying that, uh, you know, he could have been derailed as well, you know, uh, but we didn't get to see that. But with, every- with others, we do get to see that. Um, and I think I think that, you know, him being young, uh, Shabazi, and or I like to just like say Shabazz. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if he likes it or not. He can't do nothing to me. I saw him <laughs> getting beat up. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do too much of that, but uh, no. <laughs> oh my god! No, but I, he, dude, I hope he's, he's got gonna... some good stuff. Every time uh, Brunson went at him, he went right back at him every time that he could. Uh, and that's that speaks to me more than anything. 
You know, well, you got to have that heart. He had a really good first round, but then I, I think we all kind of, I mean, when I say we again, I mean me, I forgot about Derek Brunson, man. Like I forgot he's not a slouch. He's going to come in there. He's going to bang. He's going to, he was smaller too. In your face. Like, well, he, he looked in shape. He looked good coach, but I think he, uh, I think he's training, training with like Henry hoof too. So his standups better now. Like his game planning is better. Like his attack is better. Like he looked good, man. I mean, he looked if, really if he good. Keep going I think, on a stretch. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I think that Derek Brunson might still have something meaningful left in the tank. Or at least, you know, Michael Bisping esque where like he'll be the guy that beat beats everyone that, you know, is yeah. expected and then eventually, you know, gets that last second title shot, wins it, you know, and then loses it again right after that. You know, like Yeah, no, that's that's what, exactly where I am with him. because uh, I needed this was the this was the bubble fight for Derek Brunson. Uh he should have been on the last car because that was the bubble. But um yeah, he, he actually does have something left. And he looked he looked sharper. It was a really good fight for him. Snuffed out a, a young and up and comer, and his stock rose accordingly. Uh, and and you know Shabazz will be back. He'll be all right. Uh, he does need to dump his coach. Yes, I told you, you I, that was all over the UFC. Uh, com- all over the comments on BJPenn.com. It was just all he needs to dump his coach. And, uh, and I want yeah. I want all the fans to remember where they heard that first. Uh, you heard that from Sam. So just saying. Side mount Sam said. Yeah, Side mount Sam I've been I've been saying it since Ronda Rousey, man. Like this is a, a dangerously toxic coach to anyone who has a a, a true head fe- movement. <laughs> a, a true future in MMA. Do not train with Edmund Tarvidian if you want to be taken seriously. He is not who is going to push you with it all. Honestly, like I know you hate Team Alpha Male, but Team Alpha Male at least cranks out. Good fight. Yeah, they're better than him. I'm not going to argue with you there. That's Whereas, that would like, be a lot. Mentarvidian, he's been gifted not one, not two, but three diamonds in the rough. He got Ronda Rousey, who then brought Travis Brown, and then they get then Edmund Shabazian was just kind of there soaking all of that, you know, up. And it's like, dude, like, of course Edmund Tarvidian's a successful coach. He had the three of those guys. And one of them is Ronda Rousey, who's one of the most successful. Right. She was a silver medalist before that guy, you know, before him. So like, she's one of the most successful female figures in the world right now. Like, I'm sorry, but Ronda Rousey, like, that's that's a she's on the list with like Serena Williams, dude. Oh, straight up. She is impressive. And for that Edmund brief time, she was she was she was the greatest of all time. For that very brief time, she hit hit this window because she was so impressive. Like it was like what John Jones was doing, but she was just finishing people like it was nothing. You know what right. I mean? Right. Uh, and and I'm not taking nothing away. That's how impressive it was. It made what John Jones was doing like oh well he yeah, sure, but he didn't do that. Like that's how right. crazy it was at that time. So. It wasn't necessarily a hype train. I know, like, you know, Beth Correa is on that list. But if we keep it everything, you know, in perspective, yeah, at that time, she, she was the GOAT. You know, it was a brief moment in time, but it was that moment in time when it was the GOAT, when she was a GOAT, you know. Um, and now I can understand the hype behind uh, Shabazz, but, man, you know, like you say, it's going to be hard for him to come back from it because she 
she gave her her seal of approval and said, look out for this guy. And when she did that, I was like, oh, no, now he's got your name attached to it. So when he loses, whether it had been, you know, Saturday or not, whenever he had lost, it would have been like, oh, yeah, that's Ronda Rousey's boy. See, and all her haters would come out and he's going to get that venom from them, too. I haven't seen much of it, but it's there. I've seen some of it. I've seen enough to know it's still present. Yeah, and that was kind of what got me hyped up was Ronda Rousey was so hyped about him, and she's never really been hyped about you know anyone else really before. So it, it was like, oh, okay, well you know maybe there's some merit to it. And honestly, like I think I think she fully believed it. And I saw a lot of good things from Shabazi and himself, but like like I said, the only real issue with him losing right now, uh, it's it's not that it's not a valuable experience because he was undefeated. He's a he's a kid, in, you know, in terms of the sport and his age, like. Yeah. You know, so him losing, it's not a problem, but the problem is, is that he would have been such a big star or a bigger star or had potential to be the next big thing. Had he been able to win this fight, go win the next one and become champion or, you know, whatever on the path to that, I think his star would have been able to be, you know, furthered a little bit. Yeah. Easier. I mean, because, but, like, you know, he's undefeated going for that kind of, you know, run and then. Yeah. Run around. And that would have been great. That would he would have been on a John Jones path, you know, undefeated, going for uh, Dominic Reyes. John Jones is just the most successful and famous person to do it. But you know, uh, Dominic Reyes was on the same run, and, and I mean, well, yeah, he should have been the next John Jones and done that, and that would have made a star. And to be fair, when when stuff isn't scored fairly, this is what happens. Like now, you don't have that next star to propel your division towards the future you know so now you just kind of stuff looking like oh well who's going to take the belt off of him? well no one because i i mean if it's very disheartening let's just say for a second that you agree with me in uh the the reyes decision or the uh santos decision that john jones basically lost his, his last two fights well if you agree with that then you're not looking forward to anyone dethroning them even if you are people in that division like if you're uh, Santos, what do you care? You're not going to fight him again because he said he didn't want to fight you. And Dana White said people were crazy if they even gave you one round. And then uh, with Dominic Reyes, like, you fought John Jones the best. You look better than anybody ever did. And we all thought you won. Or at least, you know, it's so controversial it's, it's, that it's more controversial than uh, Gustafson. That yeah. that uh, win or loss or however you want to look at it. So, uh, that's super disheartening, you know. Um, I, I, I just so it's good for him to get the loss here because although he's not going to be a star or the star like he was, but it's good for Shabazz uh, to get this loss because it's kind of like, like I said before, it's like college sports where either college sports or you can say NFL, you know, like uh, you know, in the NFL season, you're going to incur a loss now. Do you want to get the loss early and out of the way so that you could just keep rolling through your season? Or do you want to go for that? You know, if, if you're like 10 and 0, people are going to start to speak, oh, undefeated season, you know, and now you got that hanging over your head. Just uh, even though it wasn't an undefeated season, just look at the Warriors when they went 73 and 9. You know, they lost the championship that season because they had that sort of Damocles with the best season ever hanging over their heads. So with that said, a loss 
early on like this, it's actually pretty good. I mean, you know, you could go grow on to be somebody pretty good. You know, you could be a GSP. He lost early enough in his career to where he got, you know, he was fine from it. And I still, the Matt Sarah stuff was mo- mostly a fluke. You know, I mean, we saw Joe Zoyaldo get knocked out too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can, I can agree with that, but I mean, as history will show it, it's still a loss. You know what I mean? No, no, sure, sure, sure. Yes, I mean, Muhammad Ali lost too. Uh, not Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, they have losses. You know, um, it, it, anyone else you want to look at, like uh, greats lose. They do. You know, a lot of people look at LeBron James as the goat. I don't, and I don't, I don't like people on my show that do. So, don't, <laughs> hey, so don't Le- say that you do. LeBron, LeBron James is my favorite team. So, he's your favorite team. That makes yeah. sense. He's, my favorite team. He's, he's been my no, favorite he, team. He's got losses too. You know, it's crazy. Like, it, which is crazy. Yeah. But his losses actually don't help him at all because well, he has a losing record in championship games. I don't know why everyone hates him so much. It's kind of like everyone's problem with Guy Fieri. And it's just like, I don't know what what this guy did that was so wrong. He's John Jones. He just, you just don't no, see he's it. Not. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. He's John, John Jones. Jones. John he's John Jones. Jones. In trouble for drugs and everything. Yeah, I said he's John Jones. Only you don't see it. Now I don't. I don't think LeBron's oh, doing drugs and stuff. But he's God. still a trash human. He's a trash you, human. You, hey, you, hey, to everybody out there, this, and I know people are listening. LeBron James is a trash human. You can tell him. I don't care. If you you want me to actually tell you how he's a trash human being, it only takes one incident, and it was just recent. It was recent. I don't even acknowledge the NBA. But I don't want to go into that because it's political. But the the, I, the China I even, stuff. I don't even acknowledge the NBA as an actual sport. So let's get back to MMA. <laughs> that, well, I'm okay with that. Although I do, <laughs> I do NBA, but what it is now, yeah, I can't. I can't. Uh, even watching it was just like, oh, I felt dirty. But I will say this: the LED screen fans uh, make sense, and they're not that bad. The fans themselves are terrible. Like. Just get rid of every single person you got there and get real people sitting in their seats and not playing with their daughters and all this other crap. You know, forget that. Sit in your seat like a damn fan and cheer when we need you to. But, but people, I, oh man, that's the problem. I, like it's the same I think thing. they're doing it okay, though. And well, the crowd noise is all right, too. I mean, that, that's all good for effect. But like, I've really been a fan of these, like, no people at the arenas or whatever. Like, I, I think too many people are such surface scratchy fans that like, yeah, there you have your diehards that go to the games, you know, and have season tickets and stuff. And those people are different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the other 90% of the, the crowd, you know, and that's a small 10%, man. Let me be honest. Like before I, I was a huge Giants fan all my life growing up and everything, uh, San Francisco Giants fan, not, not the New York Giants, uh, but a huge San Francisco Giants fan. And, and like, yeah, you, you know, you had your friends that were Giants fans, you knew people that wore, you know, Giants hats and whatnot. But like, I mean, even when they went to the World Series in 2002, like the community of Giants fans was relatively small in California. Like there wasn't everyone talking about it. Like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. A- and then all of a sudden, you know, a couple years go by, what, eight years go by they're in the World Series and, you know, Brian Wilson with the beard. And then there's, you know, gimmicks like the panda and the giraffe and, you know, yeah. Croft, Croft Daddy and stuff. And it's like that those kind of gimmicks take away so much from the game from actual fans, at least in my in my experience, in my opinion. Um, I just I, I hate that so much because it's like like 
now batting the giraffe and everyone cheers like he's the best player that's ever lived. And he has like a 214 batting average with 10. <laughs> right. Like, like, are you kidding me? The, the guy has 30 RBIs and he's played 150 games. Like, what are we cheering? Now, you know, um, he's the giraffe, man. Right. Oh, yeah. I got a, I got his, I got his hat or his jersey or a picture, a shirt with his picture on it. Like, no, I when we would talk baseball, he belts the ball. We when we talked about baseball, you would never mention you're a Giants fan because you actually didn't want to be a part of them because they're terrible. They're associating myself with the Giants fans between 2010, 2012, and 2014. Mm -hmm. They're pretty awful. They're pretty. They're they're the where some of the Scum of the earth. I'm not even gonna lie. There's some of the scum of the earth. I have people like, oh my god, how could you be saying that? And it's like, well, you didn't see how they were acting. Like, for one, for one, there's a there's this trident, there's a there's a trope in all sitcoms where the guy brings out his old baseball cap and he dusts it off. Why is his baseball cap old? Because he didn't need to go get a new one every season. Every single season, or I'm sorry, every odd year right <laughs> every odd year for those who are really paying attention th- you would see this, this these fans with new hats and i'm like why is your like why isn't your hat broken in like baseball hats are supposed to be broken in why do you have a brand new fitted cap and it's like oh man you know i had to get a new one fresh for the season i'm like why is your jersey new like what happened to your jersey from just two seasons ago were you wearing it every day of the week or something like I, I didn't understand it. And I'm like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan. You're going to go back to liking the Dodgers when they're good. And guess what's happening right now? Lots of Dodgers fans all of a sudden. Lots of them. Clean jerseys. Oh, no, I used to watch the Dodgers back then. Didn't ask you when you used to watch them. I asked, when were you a fan? <laughs> you know? And so I mean, not to t- go off on this baseball tangent, but like. No, I just want to I just want to say for like just one second, like. When, when that was all becoming the case and, you know, it was easy to see that, you know, the Giants fans that were fans with all their new shit and gear and whatnot is like, all right, well, you know, I, I appreciate the influx of money to the company or, or to the, not the company, but the, to, to the club, you know, it's going to help us sign people and whatnot. But at the same time, everyone's sitting there claiming Giants and everything like that. When it's like, whatever, man. So what I did was I, I just stopped claiming it because I, I know what I'm a fan of. But like I'm such right. a fan of baseball. I'm such a fan of baseball in in general. You know, like I grew up playing the sport. I love the sport and everything like that. That like I was like, well, you know, I, I can appreciate things about these other teams. Like I'm not fans of them, but like every right. year, I actually for let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, at least six six to seven, maybe eight years in a row, I would go out and I would buy a hat of an, of a team in the, in the major leagues that I thought was going to be good that year, because that was my way of saying, you know, screw you to the giants fans. And it's like, all right, well, if everyone's going to like the giants, I'm just going to sit there and try to pick out who's going to win the world series. And then I'm going to wear their hat and it's going to be nice and new and clean. Now, do yeah. I ever get it right? No, I never got it right. And one of those hats is, uh, <laughs> And uh, a, a Montreal Expos hat that I'm actually really proud of because I had an embroider on the side that says, uh, remember 94. And if you're an actual baseball fan, you know what that means. It says, remember they, 94. They they weren't too bad not too long ago. Uh, or am I thinking of Blue Jays? Not thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> the uh-huh. Montreal Expos. No, no, I know. Uh, 
No, I mean, well, I mean, clearly they just won uh, the series. I'm just saying, like, um, so they're definitely, uh, you know what, you know what trips me out about that? Their color screen. Uh, so it was the Blue Jays I was thinking of. But yes, no, no, I, in all actuality, yes, the, the Nationals have been good as well. So what is crazy how they change, huh? Uh, I was going to say, yeah, they have. Uh, you want to hear, hear something crazy about the Nationals? Um, yeah. When they drafted Bryce Harper, they had a chance at Mike Trout, too. But they instead went with a guy named Drew Storen, who honestly was supposed to be a really good closer and had his moments, you know, relatively speaking. But, like, think about that if they had had Trout and Harper. Oh, no, they always talk about it, bro. They bring Trout it up every time Bryce Harper's caught up. That's why he can't escape Mike Trout. And Mike Trout's always better than him. And it's weird, like, always. And it, it's not by, like, this huge margin, but, like, he's just better oh, in it's every way. A big margin, man. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say it's that huge, Ooh, you know, would, but big enough, big, yeah, for us, yeah, it's huge, but, like, to, the, to like, everybody else, it wouldn't really matter to them. You, you know, know it's ironic, I have a Montreal Expos hat, so basically the Washington Nationals, a Philadelphia Phillies, and an Anaheim Angels hat. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny well, that we're talking about those two guys and their both of those guys are on or were on one of those three clubs. So it's kind of funny. Well, let's, 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 no, no. And, and, and like, let's get, like what we were saying is like, uh, we, we were literally, I was talking about NBA and the, and the LED boards and stuff like that. And how, um, and then we got into the fandom of it all because, you know, yeah. like, it, it, like, I like the LED boards because they do other things too. Like they light up and all that when, you know, the other team scores and stuff. Uh, and they light up and say defense and all that, and it's cool. But um, the best part of uh, the pandemic era with sports is there's no crowd. There's no one to be gross. You know, I mean, we don't have gross Giants fans. We don't have gross MMA fans because they're pretty gross. Like if they don't see knockouts, they're they're booing. You know, not right. every single crowd, but if they don't see knockouts. They Dude, start to if they don't see a knockout, you know, two fights into the prelim card, they're starting yeah. to boo anytime something goes to the ground. And it's just yep. like, I mean, it's those people that are like, uh, you know, I've had people say like, oh, man, we're all the knockouts. These guys are just and it's like, dude, they're not like, oh, my God, this, this isn't art. This is not a street fight. If you want to see a street fight, go on YouTube, look up street fights like it's yeah. it, it, it kills me when these mainstream people just want to see people get knocked out. It's like, that's not a fight. That's not an MMA fight. That's not what the sport is about. Yeah. That's not what it was ever intended for. It was, it was intended to find out which martial art reigns supreme. And in the beginning, it was Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now it's whoever can combine all the peak martial right. arts. It's actually mixed martial arts now. Exactly. It's actually mixed martial arts. You're exactly right. Yeah. You know, and so. and I mean, I know there was there was some mix then it, it, it was they at least mixed because it was two different styles. There'd be a guy who comes in a uh, karate guy and there'd be a jujitsu guy, you know, or a boxing guy yeah. and then a wrestler. So, yeah, so it was always mixed. But, yeah, like now the fighters are truly mixing styles like uh, and I know you don't agree with the, uh, uh, Israel Adesanya in that way because because he's mostly a striker, you know, uh, well, he is a striker, but uh, but. He does bend, bend that style in a way because that's it's like none of what he's doing is traditional whatsoever. And I, and that's why I'm OK with him being a style bender because he's, you know, uh, unorthodox in his style. So that's 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 fine by me. But I do want I 
But to be fair, I understand exactly what you're saying. Like he's not bending styles in the, in the way that you think when you hear style bender, you know. And and since he's ripping off, you know, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, sure, we definitely know he's not, you know, blending stuff up like that. But uh, <laughs> you still got some. You got guys in there that are that are still doing that, you know. But you if if you're not a fan that know what you're looking, if you're not a, a I don't want to say real fan, but if you don't truly know what you're looking at and you start booing and saying, oh, where are the knockouts and stuff like that? Well, let's hope that these these guys don't make it back out of the pandemic era. Not like that. I mean, let's <laughs> hope they don't buy tickets. Let's hope they don't buy tickets anymore because you got a lot of fans saying, oh, I'm not going to watch until crowds are back. You know, they're saying that with a lot of stuff. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you need a bunch of people at a place you're not at to tell you how to feel about something? Like, oh, <laughs> that's weird to me. Like, man, if there's not a crowd of people there cheering, I don't know why I should be at home cheering. The same reason you were at home cheering, you know, uh, every other time, like 99.9% of the time, you know, or literally just like 100% of the time. Like, you're never at these places. You know, you need to be <laughs> cheering the same way you were, same thing, same way you were with baseball and basketball and all this other stuff. Uh, but, yeah, you really get to see these these crazy fans come out, man, and, and just kind of, oh, I don't like the fights anymore. It's weird not hearing people. And it's like, can you really hear them? Like, if you're in a bar, you can't hear anything. I don't understand needing to feed off the crowd when you're not there, when you're an actual spectator at home. Well, when if I can stand on a soapbox for a second, I just sure. want to say, yeah, yeah, I just I got I, I'm I'm going to sound really preachy right now, so just you know feel free to tune out if you're not into that kind of thing. But don't tune the, out. <laughs> don't ever tell our listeners to tune out. Don't ever do that. No, no, I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, with the political <laughs> turmoil in the air right now, if you're if you're one of those people that is looking at sports in whatever sport, NBA or the MLB or fighting or the NFL, when it comes back, if you're sitting there saying, if my team kneels or if anyone does this or that, I'm not going to watch anymore, then you're not a real fan. And I'm sorry, you can say you love the sport. You can say you love the team. You can do anything like that you want. You can say how long you've been there. But if that's enough to turn you away, then you're not a real fan. And I'm, and I'm very sorry to admit it to you because you haven't admitted it to yourself. But I, as an actual passionate sports and com- competition addict, I'm not a fan. I'm an addict. I'm a fanatic. I'm an addict. I am, I am all about it. You know, with that kind of stuff, the only thing that it distracts me from is when I want to watch the postgame or pregame analysis and they bring it up. It's like, yeah, but what about the stats? You know, like, what about who's hot coming into the game? What about who's on a 12-fight win streak? What about, you know, this guy's playing for this team now? Like, what about all that? I don't I don't need to – I don't care about who's kneeling. If I really – if I don't want to watch it, I will just tune in five minutes later. You know, but everyone right. say, oh, I'm not going to watch the San Francisco Giants because certain people are kneeling. And it's like that uh, that Coonrad guy who was who standing. Now, I want to point out that I am fully in support of you if you want to kneel or stand. And his reasoning was solid. He wasn't doing it as like a, you know, a, a, you know, a FU or anything like that to, you know, the people kneeling. He was saying the right. only person that I kneel before or the only the only thing that I kneel for is God. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, and no, and I like that. I like that. You know, um, that, 
that's completely fair, man. But at the same time, he's not saying anything about his teammates. He's like, hey, they want to kneel, they can kneel. But there's so many people. They that they I- held on to his leg while they while they kneeled because yeah. it was still a show of solidarity, and that's all all of that ever needed, dude. That's all yeah. that ever needed to be done. There never needed to be a conversation about this. Right. Never. Seriously. Right. I mean, but I'm going to be real because guess what? I'm going to say it right here and now. I do not like Colin Kaepernick and I do not <laughs> like LeBron James. But that doesn't – that doesn't. but am I going to watch them play? Yeah, because yeah, I like the sport. It doesn't well, matter who's playing. Sports analyst, so you're going to have to pay attention because that's part of sports. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Because here's the thing. It's not just Colin Kaepernick playing, you know, when he gets back in, if he gets back in. It's not just him playing. You know, it's uh, other guys playing that I need to support, that I need to watch, that I like. I need to show them I care. And I can't let this one guy ruin everything. I do not like LeBron James whatsoever or Anthony Davis. But guess what? If they're playing somebody that I like, I'm going to show that team, hey, I'm supporting you. At least, you know, like I, I'm, I'm trying to give them ratings. You know, I'm going to watch it at the bar or whatever like that. I'm going to have conversations. I'm going to bring them up on the show. My point is I'm going to show my support for it. And it's not going to be a few bad apples. Yep. I just said that. It's not going to be a few bad apples <laughs> that ruined a bunch for me. See what I just did there? I hope people really got that. But I, I, I saw yeah, it. You know, I, I, huh? I saw it. All right. Well, I mean, but yeah, you know, it's a different era in sports right now, and um, it's been a while since since I even brought the topic up on Sporticus, you know, uh, because we know what time it is. <laughs> I mean, we know what. This is an MMA-based show, but at the same time, when we're talking about MMA, we're also right now we're talking about other sports too, because MMA was the 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 forefront. The UFC was the forefront of bringing back sports to people. You know, with no crowds, Fight Island, this, that, the other thing. You know, fighters are tested. When you say you know, forefront, you gotta specify for me. Sorry, when you say what, forefront, could you be a little bit more specific? What do you mean? Like it, it, it was, it was lady in the charge. Like when it, when it come, when it came to getting, you know, plastic. Uh, well, like, it was, it was, a, it was the second, but like, yeah, it led, it led the charge in. In huh? What was the first? It was WWE pro wrestling. AEW, WWE. Oh, I said sports. That's sports. Yeah, sports. Hey, does ESPN carry them? You like the fish. We we had this sports conversation. You're gonna have to deal yeah, with it. Well, we're, I mean, I don't know if I need to convince you or you just need to accept the fact that it's a sport. I I, I might. Just you want to know who got better ratings last night? Was it LeBron or was it uh, was it Raw? Oh, now, Raw was on for three for hours. Sure. I would watch Raw over LeBron any day of the week. <laughs> and you I'm a watch LeBron it, fan. Uh, Right, <laughs> but but it's way more entertaining. Like that's, right. but that's what I'm getting. <laughs> so, like, well, I no, mean, what, what I'm saying is, uh, but, well, like, they I never mean, really in left. terms of in terms of like big sports. So like, I know the WWE did their thing, and I, I am sorry, yeah. I did and, forget. But uh, when when I'm talking about like when it was like, all right, so you got the WWE without sports entertainment. Like, well, you can do that without a crowd for the most part, you know, because you can still have your storylines and stuff. But yeah. it's hard to make up storylines necessarily in a real sport to where, like, it's sorry, real. I say that, I'm not trying to offend you. But, like, no, it's not I, 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 like an unscripted sport, I should say. But yeah. uh, it's it's one of those things where 
you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, like, well, is it going to be the NBA? Is it going to be football? Is it going to be baseball? When are we going to get sports back? And the UFC is like, hey, we got a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. And everyone's like, how are you doing that? And they're like, well, we're testing fighters before they come. We're testing their when they get here and we're testing them before they fight. Like, yeah. you know, they're, they're testing them habitually. They're they're making sure they're basically, you know, quarantined. They they sterilize. And let's be honest. And I've been in a lot of fight gyms like, you know, uh, training. Like I say a lot. It's like two or three. But they're That's very enough. Uh, it, it, everyone makes sure that, you know, they're, they're running the sterilizer over the mat, you know, they're, they're wiping down the pads, any, any of the, uh, you know, heavy bags and whatnot that you're hitting. Those are also, you know, cleansed and sterilized too. Like it's, they, they make sure that because, you know, there's ringworm, there's staff, there's, there's things you can get in there before COVID. Remember Kevin Lee got staff? Oh, He had a staff infection? Yeah. I felt bad for that man. I think that was what on his chest or something. Yeah. And I think he still wasn't. It wasn't the fighting still knocked out Gregor Gillespian? Uh, I think it was, I think it was a couple fights before, before that. that. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. I think it was a couple fights before that, but I think he still won that one though. I think he I think still, he won. still won. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were talking about like, "Ew, that nasty that nasty bump on his chest or whatever. That's stab." And it's just like, "Oh, man." Like <laughs> Yeah, like they don't bust that open. Yeah, but no, no, and I didn't, I didn't mean to take away from what you were saying. I, I understand. Yeah, you know, they were leading the charge for other sports. When I yeah. when I bring up WWE, it's not out of context either, uh, because when when Donald Trump and yeah, I know I have to invoke his name here because he was the one that did it. But when he formed that committee when he wanted to bring back sports, Vince McMahon was and Dana White were two of the people that had that seat at the table. It was those two, and then it was the commissioner of baseball, commissioner of, uh, of the NBA you know, uh, commissioner of hockey. So he had all of the commissioners there, all the guys that make everything happen. He had all of them there. And WWE had already been doing their thing. So when you look at UFC and what they did, they just went on an island and started doing what WWE and AEW were already doing because they, they had been... Remember, that uh, wait, the, the UFC also had other events before the fight island. Uh, like they had like three or four events before Fight Island. Yeah, that no, that they were, no, they did. They came out pretty well. Uh, and they didn't get full credit either. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought it up. They actually didn't get full credit from uh, ESPN. You know, right. um, Molly Kim Rose was like, "Oh, you know, I'm glad you bring it, trying to bring back sports and stuff." But she was doing it in the uh, uh, underhandedly. Um, oh, you're not a real sport way. You know, like what people do to. Uh, pro wrestling and I, I get all of that but like it's kind of like look man if these people are putting their lives on the line to bring you physical sports entertainment then yeah you need to go ahead and get them they props straight up no if fans no buts no oh but you know you're scripted or something like that and i'm not talking to you i'm just talking about period like espn and foxes because espn fox all, all and all these other channels they actually had WWE playing on there. They have a back catalog. They have a little contracts with them where they'll, oh, let's show a WrestleMania. They were doing that when there were no live sports, you know, and they were doing that because WWE has this large catalog, you know, a library of stuff, yeah. you know, and, and they were doing that with UFCs too. Bellator was doing it. You know, they were, they were doing it, with, of course, with the NBA and stuff like that, but it wasn't fresh content. Uh, pro wrestling is something that people don't get to see on the televisions every day. Same thing with uh, UFC. So it was refreshing to see all of that, uh, all of that 
fresher content, although we had seen all of that stuff, you know, it was the first time they had put those events on television. So it's pretty cool to see. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad they they uh, helped lead the the way back because they were at the forefront. There was someone else before them and with them, but yeah, they were right there with uh, pro wrestling. And I, I like to say pro wrestling because it wasn't just WWE; it was AEW as well. I I hate that company, but I'm I'm not gonna throw them on the bus and act like they weren't there. They were definitely doing it, definitely testing people, and that that's someone there. Um, that's another company that UFC. You know, even before, like you said, before they went to the island, that was someone, another company that they were looking at and seeing how they did things and uh, seemingly do things even a little bit better, uh, even if slightly better than uh, WWE. So, yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree. That's terrible. (laughs) Don't ever don't ever do that again. Don't ever agree with me. This is a show about banter. Like on on the. uh... On the broad in general, I, I I really do like yeah. I mean, the UFC does deserve more credit. Uh, the WWE itself is you know often overlooked just because it's not you know unscripted sport you know so yeah they, they look at it and they they use it as a measure of like oh man they they can set all these records and they can have all these you know amount of fans and the influx of money and whatnot. But at the same time, like on on a real sports level, they do compete like with the big three with baseball, basketball, football. They do compete and in some cases they actually beat them you know so yeah they they, they can beat baseball and basketball easily and like yesterday a little bit harder but not yeah football is way harder they're out of football's league (laughs) but everything's out of football's league you know um and and uh playoff baseball you know how many do you know how many people i've seen on my own facebook that have you know decided that they're no longer fans because players are talking about kneeling or their their teams are saying it's okay if they kneel or whatever and you know i'm coming as a bronco fan where i i believe john elway said if anyone kneels on mile house field they will be escorted out of the stadium i'm yeah. not sure if you can enforce that but that's what he said yeah, i'm pretty sure he's he's not saying that anymore <laughs> he's probably not saying that anymore but i think there was at one point record yep. of him saying that and at not saying it but screaming it and that's my favorite player that's ever lived you know, so like when when I disagree on that sort of a level, it's kind of like when I found out that, you know, Kurt Schilling was a diehard Republican, but I'm not going to bring that up. You know, <laughs> I mean, it happens. It happens. I mean, no, uh, political affiliation is it. It is. It's fine. Yeah, it don't it's, matter. It's what I'm, I'm just I'm Masvidal is, too. Yeah, which is super weird. But like Kurt Schilling, not I have really respect for. Yeah. I have the utmost respect for. I, I have the utmost respect for, you know. Jorge Masvidal, Kobe Covington. I, I really like, you know, I, I, I enjoy watching him. Fight. Yeah, he's just, a, he's a gimmick, but yeah, all of his stuff. Yeah, but I, I, that's why I enjoy watching him fight because he's like Conor McGregor light. You know what I mean? He's just not, yeah. as, but uh, I don't that, like his gimmick, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. him doing it. Which, which so is that's cool. You appreciate it. Cause I would, I would, I would say you could like it more than you should appreciate it. Like, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm glad he's doing something to be another fighter. That yeah. someone could be talking about that's not Conor McGregor. <laughs> like, well, seriously. Did you hear how he fell into that gimmick? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. From what I've read, and this is not backed up by anything other than this article that I read that's from, you know, BJPenn.com or, you know, something like that, which they have a lot of inside fight sources. But from what, what I was reading, it was something to the effect of, like, they were about to cut him even though he had been winning. And he just wasn't exciting. 
So then he all of a sudden started wearing the MAGA hat and talking a lot of crap. And next thing you know, he's getting good fights. He's winning them and people care. And then yeah. next thing you know, he's fighting, you know, Woodley or Usman or whatever. And he has to play up that gimmick as hard as possible to drive the sales as hard as possible. And I mean, Usman is just a better fighter as much as I don't like to admit it. He just, he beat him. He, yeah, he, he was just smarter. He was just smarter. And literally, he was about one punch smarter. Maybe, well, maybe more than one, but like... I mean, you uh, can't just... Either of their cardio, man. Both of those guys had cardio for days. And to see yeah. Kobe Covington chugging to the finish and Usman flying by the finish line, like, you can see that Usman is respectable. Like, I, I try he to played hate it smarter. He knew, I try to hate he him, knew Kobe was going to so, gas first. I think he's so... Like you said, he plays it smarter. I think he plays it too safe, and I think yes. that'll be a downfall because so many people have already seen that played out. Like with GSP, especially in that same division, I think there's remnants of that still. Like Robbie Lawler's still around. You know what I mean? Like true, there, true. There's and I think yeah, around. Robbie Lawler would would touch him. I think see that that's the problem, and that's why he didn't let he didn't let Masvidal touch him. Um, and Robbie Lawler can get it, off on you uh, early, huh? Oh, I was saying, oh, no, uh, Mazdaball touched up Usman, but the second he realized he was getting touched, he shot for a takedown. He went for a clinch. Yeah. He did not want any part of standing with uh, with Mazdaball. He stayed very busy on him. Um, yeah, but that's one thing I have Yeah, he's smart. Usman. That's one thing and, and, I have seen from Usman, except for when he fought Mazdaball, was when, you know, like, I think it was the uh, – God, at the Covington fight, actually, he he put it on Colby Covington standing up. I think it went to the ground because Usman yeah, he did to go to the ground and he worked him there. Like he actually displayed a lot of good skill, but against Mazdaval, the second Mazdaval landed any more than a punch, he was like, "Nope, bail." Yeah, and just shot. yeah, and, and, and he was smart. He was smart to do so, but like at the same time, you know, like but he's gonna win. But I still don't yeah. respect it. As a fight analyst and a fight fan, I don't. No, I, I hear you because I don't respect. Although I respect Kobe Covington doing the gimmick, I don't respect the way he fights. I really don't. That's, he just because uh, he's not going for any finish at all. He's literally he's got a gas tank, and the way he's going to win is riding out to a decision. You know, he's not going for a finish because he doesn't need to because he's just going to he's just going to run around for five yeah. minutes and. Yeah, he's fast. He's going to touch you up. I'm not saying the guy isn't skilled. I'm saying he no, must no. hit like a, 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 a pillow. <laughs> if if he's hitting you 500 times in the head, I mean, it was Robbie Lawler, you know, but he hits you 500 times in the head and you not knocked out. I don't want a fighter like that anywhere near my promotion, you know, unless he's doing some MAGA stuff. That That's the <laughs> only way he's relevant. Like you said, you know, I see he fell off into the gig, so. To, um, to support your point, like the the thing about Kobe Covington too is he's he's one dimensional in the in the sense of like he has really really good cardio, but everything else is all right. You know his hands are all right. right. His wrestling's decent. He got I'll, I'll say he got good hands. It just doesn't matter because he gets like, zero he got power. Good, got good hands. He's got, he, I mean I, I say those are decent, and I say his hands are all right. Just to put it in perspective of his cardio, right. which is amazing. His cardio is amazing. There's you know, only one person that's got better cardio than him, and that's Usman, straight up. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's or, it. That's or, it. Or, or Jorge Mazdaval with the full camp. I'm just saying. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. See, here's the thing. Or, I could say that, but he throws – he puts power behind his punches. Kobe Covington has such a good gas tank because he has zero power in his punches. 
all of it is relegated to just standing up. So if he doesn't, if he doesn't have to put any force into his punch, he's just putting his hand out there, dude. Like he's sparring the entire time. Like that's why he's so. That's why he's able to stand up for five rounds straight because he's not putting anything into his punches. Then you get a guy like Usman, and he puts. He has to put something in his punches because he has to finish Usman because Usman is gonna last him last to the last round with him, and then he starts to get gassed because he actually has to throw some real punches. I would, I but would yeah, the guy just he ain't good enough. I don't like him. He's I would good. hate to refute what you're uh, what you're saying necessarily, but when when I uh, when I go to the gym, which I mean during this whole COVID thing has been few and far between, but when I was going consistently, which was right on up into COVID, I was you know I lost about 20 pounds. Like what I was doing when I had ended right before COVID was I was doing 45 minutes on the heavy bag, and I was trying to touch it as much as possible, you know, with punches, kicks, whatever I could, as much as possible within that time frame while still pacing myself and making it fluid with keeping technique in mind and everything. I did that for 45 minutes. Now, that's not against another person. That's not with any sort of anything on the line other than my own time, you know. So when when I watch Kobe Covington throw 500 pu- punches against somebody who's also shooting for takedowns, who's also throwing punches, who's also, also throwing kicks – it's really hard for me to to hate on that necessarily because he's throwing 500 you know 500 strikes man like what can you really say he he's at least working and in a day and age where the biggest problem no. is when fights go well, to the people want to see people that stand and bang and he is standing and banging it's just not exciting because he has a good chin but can't knock anyone out he's standing i wouldn't say he's banging that's the thing i wouldn't say he's banging yeah he's like, not knocking you saw masvidal swing and you saw it like he had to gather himself after he swung. He swung. You know, that's that you have to have punches like that. Like Kobe Covington does not need to gather himself after he throws a punch. There's zero, and I mean zero power. And Kobe, oh my God, if you're listening, you punch like, and I'm not bleeping this, you punch like a bitch. And the <laughs> biggest one I ever seen, <laughs> I ever seen in fighting. I've never seen anyone do that. The only thing he got from me just straight up going on a rant right now and having to bleep everything I say is because it was against Robbie Lawler who could just absorb pretty much every punch you throw at him, you know, except one from Woodley. But Woodley, guess what, man? You ain't the same guy anymore. But, man, that dude, I tell you, he doesn't punch. He doesn't punch very often. He he doesn't punch very, very hard. I mean. I'll just say that. Are you talking Sorry. about Woodley? Are you talking about Woodley? Or no, no, no. Uh, uh, um, no, uh, Kobe Covington. He doesn't oh, okay. Punch I, I was like, I thought you said He does Woodley. not punch like, very oh, hard dude, Wood, at Woodley all. has hands. He just, he's just not very good with him. He, like, when he touches you, it's <laughs> granted, but if that's if he touches you. Right. No, I, I, I talked about Woodley briefly there. Like, yeah, you know, like, because Lawler, Lawler is the guy that Kobe Covington connected 500 times with. You know, all dome shot. <laughs> <Right>. Like that's <laughs> fantastic, right? Until you think, wait a minute, you didn't knock him out. Like uh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, because no, you, you're disgusting. And you don't know, try no. that MAGA crap and try to get all in my face with this stupidity. That ain't who you are. Start swinging <laughs> for the fences and knock somebody out. No, Man, you know what's, you know what's disgusting is how many times Robbie Lawler has been hit in the head and how much that's yeah. going to affect his old age. Like, <laughs> like when you say he's like, yeah, he's he like, he's, he got hit a lot in the one fight. That's a lot of punches for one fight, let alone it two. Is. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, good you thing, can even good space thing that out in his three or pillow four hands. Fights. Good thing, good thing Rob, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Kobe Covington wasn't actually hurting him at all. 
<laughs> at all. He took 500. That's, right. But just say that out loud. Man gets punched in the head 500 times. That's murder, right? You would say, no, "Oh my God!" You, you, you know what? You, you know what's? You know what that is? That's a loss in a fight. <laughs> definitely a loss. a loss. Yeah, definitely that's a loss, definitely man. Loss. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I, mean, I wanted Lalo to just connect with one man. You know, like <sighs> I hate, I hate seeing these old fighters not knowing what to do against these new guys. They just these new guys, like we said before, they got they they mix the martial arts, you know, all of them, and it's like yeah, you, these old guys are just the old guard is just like oh, I'm gonna load up my power hand and I'm gonna throw a stupid jab and I'm gonna lean. It's just terrible. Like that fight was atrocious to watch from both of them, cause it was just like well, okay, so you won't knock him out, you just refuse from Kobe Covington and Robbie Law. It was like, you just can't. You refuse to do anything different than try to knock him out. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. You know? And when, he, but, when uh, you've got your timing down, it's really hard to, you know, beat that. <laughs> what that said, though, um, I don't know what's next for Robbie Law. I would love to see him in a he's couple still, more He's fights. still ranked. He's still ranked. I mean, I, I don't think you'd take him out of the out of the rankings. So, Who, I mean, he's always going to be good. Part? What's the next what? What's the next card? For Robbie Lawler? No, 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 not Robbie Lawler, period. What's the next UFC card? Um, what was it? Um, oh, God. Um, it's some, it's one, it's one of those, uh, not, it's oh, not like it's, an uh, actual. Derek Lewis and, uh, Olenek. Yeah, Alexi Olenek. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's not a good card. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, the, 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 uh, co-main event is, um. Akhmedov and uh, Chris Weidman. Oh, whatever about Chris Weidman, but but Neil Dariush is fighting again, and I really want to yeah, see him fight he's again. He's on the he's on the um he's on the uh, main card. Oh, so, Yana Kanutsukaya. Yana Kanutsukaya is facing. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think Julia Stolia. Horrible card. I think it's better than the last card. I mean, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna at least watch the highlights, but at the same time, like looking at this card now, it's actually a lot better than the first. Look, I gave it, but but Neil Dariush, his last yeah. fight, man, he got like clocked, and you know he was he was stumbling, and the guy chased him down an old fashioned you know chase down method, and Neil Dariush just catches him and just ends the fight. It was great. So you know again, him no, versus I'm, I'm Scott Holtzman, who I've heard a few good things about. That's not a bad fight. That actually might be the best fight on the card. Yeah, and that's uh, that's this weekend, so. Uh, yeah. One of these days we'll we'll actually like we'll actually sit down and watch it uh, together. But we got to get right, some right. equipment. Um, with that, actually, I, I want to drop. I want to drop like, quick. Have sort of like a like a like a fight companion thing, like Rogan does. What do you mean? Well, uh, Rogan for some of the cards doesn't even really matter which ones. It's just whatever ones he's not commentating. Um, him and like Eddie Bravo and Brennan Shaw, Brian, Brian Callen or whoever, like he'll have guests on and they'll just watch the fights, drink and talk. And half the time they're not even talking about fights. They're just talking like it's, it's actually, yeah, cool. we can do that on a live stream. Um, yeah. for those who don't know, which is everybody, cause I haven't said anything. <laughs> um, we got a Patreon now, MMA torch, uh, Patreon, just go to uh, Patreon slash, uh, MMA Torch. Um, you can find us on Twitter also. You can find us on Facebook at uh, MMA Torch Fans. Um, 
is also is actually the official page but MMA Torch was taken. So yeah, just okay. go there, give us a like, uh follow us on Twitter, uh and start giving us some money on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> hey look, well Sam okay, look, check it out. Look, this stuff ain't cheap. Sam needs a mic and we need a setup that can accommodate his mic as well. It's true. So you know, uh, we can't we can't just drink whiskey and, you know, do the do the fight stuff, the fight companion like that. Uh, we got some great stuff in the works. Um, I've actually been looking at I'll say a little bit of it. You know, I've been looking at getting a um, like a sub- alcohol subscription. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, they speak of guys, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Flavia, get an alcohol, Flavia, uh, Flaviar. You ever heard of that? Uh, I'm maybe. ruining it. We never win. <laughs> Well, Joe Rogan does it. We're never gonna get promoted by them because they're never gonna sponsor us. <laughs> I, I don't know their name, and I'm I'm ruining it. So, but no, I think it's Flaviar. Um, Flavier. No, it's just <laughs> I'm having too much fun with this. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I I recently looked at them, and you know, like you just kind of tell them what kind of whiskeys you like, and um. You know, you you get a, a bottle every, you get like four bottles a year, and they send you samples of uh, whiskey, you know, throughout the month or whatever. So you get the sample whiskey, you get a bottle. Um, and I'm thinking about getting that for our subscribers and our listeners, our Patreon subscribers, so that we can, um, you know, we can give back to them when, you know, uh, we want to, we want to thank them for supporting us, but I don't want it to be some sort of blind thing. Like, oh, they just giving us money. No, this it goes towards, uh, equipment. It goes towards, uh, we're not putting it, you know, this ain't money that we just putting in our pocket like that. You know, we just want to, um, we just want to get that back to you guys. We want to, uh, auction off belts to you guys. You know, we want to have giveaways and stuff like that. And I think the whiskey, you know, having that fight companion and having the whiskey thing would be pretty cool. Um, there's a couple other podcasts I'm on, you know, like, uh, around with the Brodies. That's a podcast where we, it's a whiskey podcast. We just talk about everyday life and stuff like that. So, uh, just, just, you know, be a really cool, you know, be a really cool segment too, for this particular podcast is, uh, fan questions or, you know, fan opinions or something like that, or, you know, just fan topics. You know what I think about that? I, I. I didn't ask you for your opinion regarding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 totally, totally. That's fair, um, man. You, you, actually, you definitely did. <laughs> guys, well, I had to hold off on that because you know I'm 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 editor in chief now of the MMA Torch, but I'm new. Like, this is all new. I I got fresh passwords to stuff, you know. So like I was waiting <laughs> for my passwords to get into the email, but now I can drop the email. You can email us at MMA Torch Team at gmail.com. What? That sounds official, don't it? Well, yeah, you can holler at us. Uh, don't send me anything stupid because I'm probably not going to read it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> no, for real, guys. Uh, but that, that email again is MMATorchTeam at gmail.com. Send in all your, your questions, uh, every, anything you got, you know, anything you got, you know, just compliments. We take those two. Say, man, you have a, a nice, suave, debonair voice. Say, tell me uh, how much you like my vocabulary. Tell Sam how weird side mount Sam so- uh, sounds. Or oh, how great is Speaking of which, man, uh, I had I talked to a couple of uh, fans of the show, and they uh, they agree with me that you need a manlier voice. I need a manlier voice. Oh, yeah, well, you, you need know, a manlier just, voice. Yeah, it's the Chris it's the Chris Tucker thing, man. You know, like I, I sound <laughs> manly, man. 
damn man you know it, seriously i'm i'm dead serious I, like every black dude i know has a has a manly voice in person if you put us on broadcast and it's a high stress situation it our voices just go up uh several octaves so yeah. sorry well, you know that. since uh since we've started like officially doing the mma torch uh uh sporticus you know uh, supported podcast i haven't done my conor mcgregor impression and we've mentioned him like i want to no, keep it professional but like i really want to yeah, i really want to culturally appropriate the irish right now so please don't do that man not in this i era. just want to say dana white give me a title shot against khabib please dana i need their money i've also spent it in my lawsuit hitting the old uh, man in the head that's so all i, I had I had to do it. It's okay. I'm sure Conor McGregor will appreciate it. Conor, if you're listening, I apologize for absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know, you know what? You know what? I'm not gonna. You lie. could use that as a. That dude, was, you could use that as a soundbite. <laughs> I, I was actually gonna cut all of that. You know why? I thought it was cultural appropriation until the last, the last part. That don't mean I want you to do it again. But that very last part, I was like, man, his voice does really go up that high. Like, and that's how we got on the what subject. Like, what if his I'm voice a little bit? What if I'm like, what if I'm like Elizabeth Warren? I'm like a sixteenth Irish. <laughs> oh, man, <he> gets- <laughs> right. Hey, that's well, funny. Okay, that, like that's her. as far as I'll go. That's as far as I'll go. Le- but well, that that is that's funny. That's good in we my can book. all admit. <laughs> we 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 can all agree <laughs> that that was funny. Right. We won't, we won't call our names like certain people do. Yeah. Yeah. Certain, certain leaders. Although I do think that's hilarious. <laughs> she deserves. She 100% deserves that. <laughs> like, yeah, right? for in my life, you deserve that if you're gonna go that route. You oh, like, for, sure. Like one, for sure, for sure. One eight hundredth. It's it's like a it's like a uh, um oh man. It's like a a Quaker a Quaker hotline one eight hundredth. Get it? <laughs> I uh, get it. Yeah, I get it. That's pretty cool. Actually, yeah, so guys, please uh, support us, like our pages, follow us. Uh, not in the streets, follow us on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> oh my after God. some of the things we've said, you know, after that Conor McGregor impression, don't don't worry. Hey, my name is Sean Jerry. Okay. 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 So guys, I just gotta I just gotta say in, in regards to that last comment about like uh, I mean with the with you know not being followed in the streets, especially with the Irish impression. If I start getting followed around by a bunch of people with Irish accents, I'm not going to be terribly intimidated. I think it'll be kind of funny, but like, I just yeah, and I can't imagine of the like, high just, voice. Well, I, I just can't imagine voice. they're like, oh hey boyo, you think you're funny making oh, no, fun of no. Irish? Like, <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry, you don't have to cut that either. But at the same time, like, I, no, I'm not gonna cut anything, man. Like, <laughs> that's the whole point. Like, it's, oh it's no, 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 it's all people good. know it's in jest. They won't. Like I said, I mean, it's a great I, impression I, too. I do a pretty decent accent, so I'm just, you, I'm you, just you, saying. Somebody else. You did another impression. It was awful, though. Like, you definitely not going to do that one. I'll just hang up on it. I mean, I don't know what it was. I want to, yeah, I want to, I don't remember which one that is because I've never done a bad impression. I don't either. If I did, I wouldn't tell you because I wouldn't want you to do it. It was terrible. I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, no, that's not, that's not how that person sounds at all. But, uh, so. Was it the Australian impression of, uh, Robert Whitaker? (laughs) Um, No. I don't think it was that one. 
But <laughs> oh, I might put here. another fighter on the barbie. I'm, I'm just kidding. That was terrible. That was, right. That was completely. a joke too. Hey man, can I close the show out? Or do you want to yeah, keep giving me bad? Honestly, if you guys want to keep hearing my terrible impressions, go to Sam Rather at samrather.com. And I'm just joking. I don't have our website. But I'll close out the show, buddy. I'll let you do it. See, if this was NBC, uh, NBC <laughs> had a thing where if you said something on the air, you'd have to like buy that dot com. But like, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Let's hope you don't have to buy that dot com. But like, the good part is it'll only be like fifteen dollars for the year or the month or something like that. So you you'd be all right. Yeah, anyway. This is Sporticus. Oh my God, Sean. <laughs> this is Sporticus, and you've been sports entertained. Sporticus is now on Patreon. We have three tiers. $1, $2, and $5. You can get things like bonus episodes, chat forums, polls and voting, live stream Q&As, monthly giveaways, and fan recognition. Become a patron today.